This is Pastoring Out Loud, a podcast from Bethlehem Baptist Church's South Campus in Lakeville, Minnesota. Are you interested in learning more about our church? Go to Bethlehem.Church forward slash south. Well, on this COVID social distanced edition of the podcast, we are joined by Chuck Stedham, pastor for worship at South and potential pastor for worship and ministry development at downtown. Hey, Chuck. Good to be here. And we're also joined by Nick Rowan, uh, potential pastor for worship and education and choir development at ah. South Campus. That's, that's close. Good. Close. Um, and then uh, you're also joined by me, Daniel Vizpicki, <laughs> potential pastor for uh, membership and mobilization at South Campus. So a notable absence today. Dave is not presently with us. Nick, where is Dave? Well, he's currently uh, at an auto body shop getting a check engine light looked at. Oh. Um, yes. But if that gets dissolved in the next few minutes, he will log in and join us when he can. Very good. Maybe we'll hear from Dave near the end of the podcast, uh, this Zoom edition of the podcast about that. We'll see. Well, you know, a great mantra in ministry and life is age before beauty. So I thought that perhaps we'd start out with hearing Chuck talk a little bit about, Chuck, what, what's going on? Why are we having a podcast about transitions? Are you transitioning to something? Is something going on in your life? Well, uh, there have been things in my life that have transitioned for a long time. <laughs> well, yeah, let's talk, let's, let's talk about those, Chuck. Like, talk about significant transitions in your life and how this uh, current one fits into that. Well, 24 years ago, I transitioned from Bible college teaching to church pastoring at Bethlehem. And in 2013, the Lord led Carol and I to leave the downtown campus of Bethlehem and come south and join that group uh, worshiping at that time in Lakeville High School. And um, those we were the days, right, Chuck? No windows, dark rooms. So great. Just our favorite. Couldn't see each other and couldn't hear each other sing. I mean, it was uh, it was uh, just an incredibly uh, a time that I'm so thankful is in the rearview mirror. God has has so graciously blessed Bethlehem and in particular South Campus to be now uh, in a building um, and uh, have all sorts of windows and light and opportunities to do ministry. Uh, both in reach and outreach uh, in Lakeville along I-35. So um, there have been lots of things that have happened over the last eight years. And, um, and so um, that kind of brings us to another transition that we're thinking about right now. What are we, what are we thinking about, Chuck? Like, are we just thinking about it? Are we just like, this is, this podcast is the, the first time anybody has heard about pastors thinking about change at Bethlehem, or, or is there something specific we have in mind? Well, for me, uh, Carol and I have been praying over the last oh, 10, 10, 12 months. Uh, we are currently uh, helping give leadership to worship 
ministry at both the South Campus and the downtown campus. Um, I also am involved in the seminary teaching, and I also involved in urban outreach through uh, a ministry of Bethlehem called City Joy. And we've been really praying about how God might bring those concentric circles more closely aligned. And uh, so we begin to pray, and God has been leading us. And in working with the downtown campus pastor, Jason Meyer, and those elders and pastors, um, it seems wise to us for me to transition from South Campus to move downtown, help mentor Renee Gonzalez, uh, one of our seminarians in worship, and, uh, and to kind of put my shoulder to some of the ministry development that's going on or needs to go on um, at that particular campus. So... The transition would be me moving from my fo main focus being South Campus to my main focus being leading worship and, and developing ministry at the downtown campus. That's the transition. Um, I have loved uh, the experience and the last eight years of working with South Campus people, walking through the, the building project and seeing God miraculously move there. Um, we love South Campus people. We've had uh, very, actually very incredible worship experiences, uh, both in corporate worship and uh, even getting a chance to travel um, with a choir out of South internationally. So it's just been, uh, been wonderful. We lost our son Alex in 2015 and really it was the South Campus family that came alongside and loved us in uh, such a deep way. So uh, we feel like we leave our lives, parts of our lives very much in a uh, part of the South Campus. I love South Campus. I love South Campus as well. So Nick, uh, do you love South Campus? I love South Campus. I really do. That, that's great. Yes, the Bloodbot family. So, Nick, in light of Chuck's departure, or, or uh, perhaps, uh, you know, moving from how long do you halt between two opinions, choose he this day which campus ye shall serve, um, and now he's now he's downtown uh, potentially. Um, in light of that, what is, what is your potential transition? Sure. Um, so I've had the privilege um, over starting in 2011, uh, I guess, and then uh, taking a little break in there and then coming back of being at the South Campus and really uh, working with uh, Pastor Chuck, um, first as a seminarian and then as his assistant uh, in the worship department and um, then just continuing that relationship, leading worship and being on worship teams together and teaching theology of worship and things like that. Um, and so I've really been mentored and served well by him. Uh, and I've also gotten to do a lot of that at the South Campus among that family, among that uh, people. Um, and so the hope and the dream for me is to move um, from my current role, um, once Chuck transitions, to a role that would be titled Pastor for Worship and Adult Education. Um, so what that would look like is kind of taking over the main responsibilities 
for the worship ministry at the South Campus, um, which I'm already doing a bit of since Chuck is half time, you know, half South and half downtown. So I've been kind of filling in the other half. So that would move into full time. Um, and boy, I would absolutely just love to do that. It's my passion in life, um, leading worship, leading corporate worship. Um, and uh, part of that would be taking over the choir ministry as well. Um, and I would have nothing but excitement um, for that as well. Um, getting to do music arrangements and uh, work on parts and rehearse the choir and um, work on sing dates and things like that and have regular rehearsals uh, with the choir would just be an absolute joy. Um, so that would be part of it. And then the other half, I guess, of my position would be adult education. Um, and so I feel like two of my, my main strengths with, with God's grace have been worship leadership and then uh, teaching. Uh, I love teaching the Bible. I love helping people understand the Bible. Um, I love training people um, to love Jesus more from the word. And, and so the other half of my role would be adult education and thinking about how Sunday school and um, adult education things uh, work together and kind of casting a vision for that, helping to teach at South Campus and really helping our people um, to be worshipers on Sunday morning uh, and then worshipers in the word um, and having their whole life be oriented around the scriptures uh, and overflowing in praise to God. So um, those are kind of the two components and um, yeah, really, really excited about that prospect. On Wednesday, May 13th, 2015, Chuck Stedham, the lead pastor for South Campus, got us together at Olive Garden and said uh, goodbye together with all of us to one ministry assistant for worship, Nick Rowan. I remember Chuck expressing his appreciation for you and yes, through tears, appreciating you as you got ready to head down to Albert Lee with one Dave Zuliger, the not yet lead pastor of South Campus. That's right. Chuck, Chuck, just for a minute here, just talk, uh, share whatever would be like, what have you seen in Nick's life in all these many years that you've known him? I think you've known him about a decade. Uh, I think you came to Bethlehem in 20, maybe you knew, knew him before then, but just like, Chuck, what gifts do you see? What, how would you commend uh, Nick to uh, our brothers and sisters at South or anybody who's listening to this podcast? First of all, Nick's just competency um, in singing and, and playing the piano. Um, he, he comes from a, a really a, a solid musical background and had all sorts of experiences, uh, not only in composition, but sort of jazz uh, piano things. And it, it just really, um, he's had a lot of playing opportunities and is very much at home uh, leading worship, singing from the piano. I think that was the first thing uh, that came to mind. Um, the other thing was just to have a heart for the nations. Um, I think it wasn't long before he and I uh, went halfway around the world to uh, Myanmar and had the opportunity to see him firsthand teach courses, a course that I had taught him uh, in the course of his seminary, but then to see him teach. And, and then it was fascinating that I think he was the one who first taught arcing 
um, how to read the Bible, um, which is sort of a trademark of Bethlehem Seminary, um, in a, out of a Kachin Bible, um, in a class of, of actually musicians. It wasn't even pastors or theologians. And I was just struck with the fact that they got it. And they could, they could learn how to arc in a foreign language Bible. And Nick did that in the course of you know, about six hours uh, over the course of three days. So it was uh, very clear that, that his ability to communicate truth, to teach, to be comfortable up in front of people was very evident. And then he has this creative spirit of looking at a situation and just going, I think we can do that. I, let's, let's try this. Let's, uh, let's, uh, so he's always very much um, sees, sort of sees what, what could be and steps into that and works really hard to make that happen. And just loves sharing his life, his music with other people. Uh, he's not a diva. Uh, he's not a musical. Um, whoa, whoa, whoa! What's a diva, Chuck? Can you help me? What does a diva mean? Diva in the music world means that um, I do it better than everybody else, and you need to know that I do it better than everybody else, and that I'm something special. Um, I think those are those are some things that that jumped out initially. I think just to answer your question. Um, I've watched him pastor people in hard situations, and I think he's done a a um, just a, a marvelous job. Um, I think I can't help but think growing up in a in the home of a pastor um, that he really has some pastoral instincts and intuition that he's seen uh, growing up from his dad in that church, and you know it's it's just a, a rich a rich heritage to draw on and really understands what it means to be, be a pastor. Um, things don't surprise him that much. It, at least, at least he covers well. <laughs> I've never <laughs> seen, I've never really seen him like, whoa, uh, I don't know what to do. Um, but more than anything else, I, I just, he is uh, very much committed to the church. Um, he could be out doing other things, but his heart and soul are really is the love for the church and see God's people worship and uh, and grow deeper in the knowledge and faith uh, of the Lord. So those Preach are things. It, bro. That's exactly, I agree. That's exactly right. Nick, anything you'd say about Chuck uh, and all of his stodgy, you know, stilted yeah. old school ways that you know, leave us with just traditional values and not yeah. much else. I, yeah, I oh, yeah. That's exactly how I describe it. Not at all. Um, so yeah, I'll talk a little bit about my appreciation for Chuck. And then I've got some questions for you, Daniel. So be prepared. Oh, I'll, be I'll prepared. consider that. You know, if um, Dave Zuliger logs in, I might defer them to him. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. You know, I'm not going to let you off the hook. Um, <clears throat> so yeah, I mean, I've been... I've been mentored by Chuck, like I said, for many years, and so many of the things that I've learned from him are just part of my worship DNA now, um, valuing multicultural um, expressions of worship, just reminding ourselves that God is a global God, and he's worshiped all around the world in different languages, and the gospel is the same, and it translates cultures, transitions cultures, and uh, 
So I, I just love that vision for multi-ethnic, multicultural worship. You're eager to continue that. Um, I love that Bethlehem is a place that does old and new, the best of the old worship, the hymns that have shaped the church throughout the generations. Um, and we do the, the best of the new stuff. Um, so I want to continue to be a, a blended place that values both those things, that isn't chronological snobs when it comes to our worship. Um, I want to value the, the best of the finer side of music, so instrumental things, you know, orchestral strings and horns, choir, I really value those things and want to interweave those into the worship, uh, and more of the side, just the worship band and cool arrangements and using instruments uh, in fun and exciting ways. Um, so all of those things just really get my, my blood pumping for worship. You know, um, and all of those things are serving um, our hearts reacting to the revelation of God. And that's perhaps the chief thing I've learned from Chuck is that worship is a response to when God reveals himself. So he, he shows us who he is in his word um, and in Christ. And, and when we see that, our hearts respond. And that respond, that right, that right response is our worship. Um, and that happens um, both on Sunday mornings in our corporate worship and in the classroom, in a class. Um, and in fact, let me just take one minute to give you a breaking news for um, this. What's this podcast called? What's this? What's this called again? Pastoring, pastoring out loud. How can you even say that? Are you not a pastor at South Campus? Pastoring out loud. Uh, exclusive here, just for the people who are listening. Um, one of the things I'm so excited about in this new role um, is something called Truth on Fire Institute. And this is kind of a, a leadership and Bible training institute that the elders are hoping to roll out sometime in the fall. Um, where we just train anyone who's interested at the South Campus to go deep and to, to help our, it's called Truth on Fire, um, borrowing from Martin Lloyd-Jones' Logic on Fire, um, where we have the head and the heart, and we need to learn doctrine and we need to know things about God, but it can't stay there. It has to overflow from the heart in worship and in praise and change the way that we live. Um, so look for more details of that uh, Truth on Fire Institute to come. Uh, and a vision for that for this fall. But that's one of the things I'm so excited as part of this um, role to kind of head up and get off the ground and to be able to teach in. So, so yeah, and that heartbeat, that comes from Chuck. So I'm just so excited and grateful to have learned from him. Having said that, I'm going to put Daniel on the spotlight now. So we all have these transitions. Daniel, do you have a transition that is perhaps on the horizon and can you tell us about that well it's interesting that you should ask that question nick right as dave zuliger is logging into this <laughs> podcast dave welcome hey man how are you good how how is your car <laughs> it's fine you know it's an old car so always in need of a little uh tender loving care is this the suburban it is. Yep. It's great. So Nick just asked me, you know, what my role will be. Um, yeah. Dave, what's my role going to be? Your role is the pastor for uh, membership and mobilization. And one of the things that we've wanted at the South Campus for a while is someone to really oversee kind of the integration from the moment someone might walk in the door to the moment they walk into a membership class 
to the moment they get plugged into a small group and then uh, really mobilizing those small groups, not just to do outreach like uh, through organizations in the community, though we, we love Amnion and we love Arrive in those places, but also just to equip small groups to love their neighbors, to do hospitality, uh, to reach their coworkers and their extended family and friends. So someone to kind of see how all of that would be integrated so that we would be loving each other and then going out into the community and loving the world that's around us. Amen. That's what I think. What do yeah, you think, amen. man? No, that's, that's perfect. Your words are exactly what I would say. And wow. I appreciate them. Um, yeah, I mean, if 40 to 50% of our members are in small groups, we would love to see even more uh, involved. And just a vision, I think Dave talked about it, like linearly, you show up as a visitor, you're interested in becoming a member, you become a member, you get swept up into the life of this bloodbot family, where you're um, both ministering inside and outside the church. Uh, that's a big deal. And I, I love that, and especially as we're headed towards our own family meetings, our own business, where God willing on Sundays after a church, uh, rather than, uh, you know, Sunday from five to seven, but Sunday right after church, we're going to eat a meal and spend time together. And there will be stuff for kids to do um, as we deal with family business. That's exciting to me. And I'm, I'm eager to lean into all of that. I, uh, the particular areas that are kind of formal for me overseeing are small groups, membership, kind of mobilization and outreach, dreaming about how the church can not just have like programs to go do for outreach, but have a whole ethos and culture of we, we reach out. And then uh, overseeing really a men's ministry that Phil Nelson and so many others have already spent a lot of time doing, so being the official pastoral touch point for that will be my official responsibilities and God willing coming in behind me will be Nathan Metcalf who's been my ministry assistant for a number of months and then for a number of years he's been a volunteer he's got over a decade of uh, actually almost two decades of youth ministry experience I'm really excited about having him on board anything else you'd want to say about these transitions Dave like um you know between Chuck's hoary head and Nick's hoary head and my red head. Like anything you'd want to say to uh, commend these brothers or just anything else for the sake of the podcast. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm going to miss Chuck a lot. He knows that. Um, and sad to see him go, but also glad to bless him in the calling he's feeling downtown. And I can see how his gifts line up for the need of the hour there. And that's just Chuck. Chuck's just always moving towards the need of the hour. So, you know, we're sad to see him go, but but not surprised because that's just what he does. And then I just say, you know, one of the things that I'm excited about uh, the team we have is just the the love of the South Campus. Um, you know, I just was thinking the other day about how sweet a thing it is that you and Nick are being put forward. And if you think about eldership, uh, the, the two main things you're looking at is, you know, character and then the ability to teach in whatever area you oversee and equip the saints. And it's just a blessing that we're not needing to kind of hope that we have guys with character, but that we, we know you, uh, you've been here a long time 
And we know your character. We know your love for the South Campus. We know that you want to be here a long time. And that just feels like a sweet uh, stability. And I feel like you guys are both heading towards roles that are right in your sweet spots. And there's just going to be a lot of fruitfulness uh, from the faithfulness that you guys have already shown. So, yeah, I'm just I'm, I'm excited about it. When I think about uh, the fruit that could come in the next three, four, five, 10, 20 years, uh, it makes me makes me thrilled to be here. Is that a is that a commitment on your part, Dave? Twenty years is that what I heard? I am uh, I am here until the Lord calls me somewhere else. But we always got to have open hands, right, Chuck? <laughs> Amen. I think Amen. I heard somebody. I heard somebody recently remark about your youth. In twenty years, what will you be like? 39, 40, something like that. Yeah, in twenty years, I'll be thirty-seven. So, okay. Wow, that's great. <laughs> must be that's wonderful well brothers thanks for joining me on this COVID edition zoom edition of uh, the podcast and uh grace you all as you consider these further rows uh roles current things that are coming up you know we continue any any of us are available for anyone to reach out to and just talk about any of these transitions right now the plan is for on may 16th to have a south campus family meeting, but also business meeting, family business meeting, there it is, Peter Thorpe, where we will vote on formally releasing Chuck, formally moving Nick into his new role, and formally moving me into my new role. So look for more communication about that, and as always, just feel free to reach out to us at any time. Brothers, thanks for joining me. See ya. See ya. See ya.